Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. This show is sponsored by Comark, a global provider of innovative software products and business services. Comark's platform is used by leading brands across all industries to drive their customer loyalty. Powered by AI and machine learning, Comark technologies allow you to build, run, and manage personalized loyalty programs and product offers with ease. For more information, please visit comark.com. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Let's Talk Loyalty. It's May 13th, so first of all, Eid Mubarak to those of my listeners who are celebrating. As many of you know, I love to chat with global voices of loyalty. So today, my guest is in South Africa, a country with a very advanced, well-educated and highly competitive loyalty industry. I'm chatting to Brett Cameron, who is Head of Rewards at Old Mutual, a premium South African financial services group with operations in 14 markets. In today's show, we discuss their challenge to build something innovative in such a competitive market and how their loyalty program is attracting new insurance customers as well as retaining the others. So, Brett, tell me, what is your favorite loyalty statistic? For me, it's got to be the frequency of engagement, um, particularly for, for this type of industry where we work in, in insurance and financial services. Uh, our financial advisors, if they're lucky, engage with our customers at least once a year. And we, we okay. really need to build <laughs> more frequent engagement with our, our customers. And a loyalty program is, is a good strategy to to enable that. Yeah. Um, if we can get to yeah. customers interacting with us weekly or daily, um, that's a huge gear shift from, from what they yeah. used to. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. I know for me, the insurance company, I tend to, you know, not look forward to those phone calls, let's be honest. You know, it's usually have to pay money or, you know, figure something out. So you're absolutely right. If there's um, if there's more pleasant ways to connect with each other, I think that's a, that's a good goal. So the obvious question, I suppose, then is how are you going about achieving that from a loyalty perspective? Yeah, that's, that's really interesting for us. It's been the history behind the philosophy of our whole program. Um, okay. We, we yeah. recognize it's, it's quite hard to build engagement around our products. Um, okay. As you say, <laughs> they may be boring and maybe not something that people look forward to engaging around. And, sure. And so I, the trick for us has been to almost borrow um, other own activities from a, from a parallel domain to create those engagement okay. activities. And, and for us, we built it around helping people with their financial well-being. Um, okay, lovely. Uh, it's a, a range of things from from engaging in financial education, learning more about your finances, using various tools and calculators that we would give to people to, mm -hmm. to get insight into their financial position. And ultimately, yeah. we're, we're trying to shift our customers' financial behavior on a day-to-day -day basis um, so yeah. they realize some some benefit out of this rewards proposition we take to them as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And again, listeners around the world, Brett, mightn't be as familiar with the South African loyalty market, um, but um, we've talked about it before. You're obviously based there, but certainly from my perspective, it's an extraordinarily mature um, and commercial and effective part of the world where consumers have been, I suppose, lucky to benefit from programs like yours for maybe, I think, 20, 25 years. So they're very, I would say, educated on the loyalty business. Absolutely. I know you told me before, you know, you, you've you've learned from that. You, you've leveraged it. It's not your first attempt at, at building a rewards program, if I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. So in South Africa, I think your loyalty program, programs are very popular in general. And in financial services, we've got some really, really strong competitors who've been innovating yeah. in the loyalty space. You know, Discovery Vitality is yeah. a, a famous program yeah. in, the, in the insurance industry. Uh, if these yeah. e-bikes is our, our strong program in the in the banking space, and yeah, yeah they, they launched in the late '90s, and as an all, a company, all mutuals watched them over the years and tried to think about how to respond. And so, yeah, this is now yeah. effectively the third time we've made a a serious attempt wow. at trying to launch a program, and the first time we've got it off the ground. And uh, oh, great, well great to done. be competing in the race. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's what it's. Two and a half years old now, I think you said, the, the old mutual rewards program? Yeah, we launched in mid-2018. And okay. we've now grown to close on a million members, which has been quite rapid okay. growth for us in South Africa. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, our sites are set much higher. We're, I think the largest oh. programs in South Africa have uh, memberships around 10 million members. Um, so hopefully yeah. one day in the future, we'll get to that sort of scale. Absolutely. And again, I suppose, you know, I wasn't familiar with Old Mutual, um, you know, specifically as a company. And I think it's just extraordinary. The company is 175 years old. So want to uh, just acknowledge the um, the incredible business that, that you're working for. Um, and also for being very honest, you know, um, I think there, there's very few companies get it absolutely right the first time they launch loyalty. Um, but it's usually an evolution, I think, in my experience of, you know, just, you know, evolving a proposition. But, um, you know, to, 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 to kind of have a, a third go and to be finally getting it working, I think you must be super proud. Yeah, it's great to have it out there. I think we've, we've got a lot of uh, learning to do and a lot of uh, development to, to do to <laughs> catch up with some of our competitors. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's great to be out of the starting blocks. And, and um, I think it's a, brings a really interesting dimension to, the, to our business. Um, things yeah, that I think will yeah. be enable us to innovate in very interesting ways in, in years to come. Yeah. I think one of the things that really impressed me when we spoke before, Brett, was the the policy or the decision you made about uh, who can join your program. Um, and I think we all know that loyalty programs' primary function is to change behavior um, and to increase, you know, customer lifetime value. But actually, you've opened it up much more broadly. And I think what you said to me is that you don't even have to be a customer of Old Mutual to become a member of Old Mutual Rewards. So I'd love you just explain that thinking behind that and, and, and how that part of it is working. Yeah, when, when we're building our program, we were faced with that decision. So who do we who do we allow to join and what what are the qualification criteria we have to join the program? And the, the yeah. first obvious answer is our customers. Um, and our customers traditionally are people who have a product that we sell, are paying us premiums, investing money with us. And mm. we realized actually we interact with lots of other 
customers who, who know our brands. They get financial advice from our financial advisors. They walk into our branches. And they don't always walk out of those interactions having purchased a product. And yeah. so we said, well, why, why do we have to stick to this traditional definition? Why don't we open up our, our program more broadly, use these as opportunity, yeah. use the rewards program as an opportunity to, to build on these relationships that have been created? Um, and then we said, well, actually, we've, we've got a proposition in this financial well-being, financial behavior change concept that's, that's relevant yeah. to anybody in South Africa. So let's any yeah. South African join the program and we can engage them on their financial well-being. Um, we're happy yeah. to give away some, some rewards points for doing that. Um, and hopefully yeah. down the line, some of these, these people that have joined our program will become customers because we've been able to raise their awareness, yeah. open their eyes to some of their financial needs and to, to build that yeah. relationship with them that, that I hope in time they'll, yeah. they'll pay us back by, by becoming a customer. Absolutely. And you've earned their trust as well, obviously, then, Brett, because, uh, you know, we've often had the discussion on the show before about, you know, um, who goes first, essentially, because there's there was a great statistic somebody mentioned about the the intention or expectation of a loyalty program is, as we said, you know, for customers to, to, to buy more and stay with you longer. But actually, what customers think loyalty programs are for is for the company to demonstrate loyalty to them. So I think there is this um, slight confusion, I think, <laughs> between customers and brands as to, you know, <laughs> who's paying for this and, and, and how is it supposed to all work, you know, and who's going to come out on the upside. But it sounds mm-hmm. like all mutual. You, you, you're very clear on that and you're there to add value. Yeah, you're, you remind me of some of the initial research we did with some customer focus groups. And um, we, oh, yeah? we, were, we were presenting kind of the, the proposition to customers and all the, and the amazing things that customers could get. And customers yeah. aren't—they're not stupid. They don't—they're not—they don't, <laughs> yeah. they would like everything for free. They would like their free lunch, but they also realize that that there's no such thing as a free yeah. lunch. So, um, in the research, they're asking, well, "But exactly, what's the what's the catch? Why why is all mutual what's giving this catch? away?" Um, and you yeah, yeah. you almost need to be quite transparent with customers about what is the what's the trade off, what's the yeah. deal that they're entering into. Um, because yeah. they yeah. they do realize that that yes they are expecting something something rewarding um yeah. but the customers are the companies aren't just giving handouts that they they do have businesses to totally. run and um they expect yeah. a trade off um, so we, we often yeah. it's been quite common in many of um in our industry in South Africa for us to talk about a shared value model that we we're wanting to yeah, create value that. both for yeah. our customers and for um, and for the business. Mm. And any value that yeah. we're creating for the business, we're wanting to share back with our customers. Um, yeah. And it does does give them something back, but it also is something that we can mm. leverage to to create the incentives that loyalty programs bring. Yeah. And again, you're way ahead because I have now seen in the UK, for example, that there are, you know, for example, um, no strings attached consultations being offered to, um, you know, to, to p- potential customers. And again, probably a little bit of cynicism in the beginning, but genuinely it works for both parties and genuinely it's a shared value. Because if I do get good advice, then I feel comfortable. Okay, I might move my business to these people, uh, but I'm not prepared to take that leap until they've, I suppose, proven themselves first. Yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be a direct trade-off. Um, it's in yeah. the spirit of um, working together and, exactly. uh, and working in both yeah. people's best interests. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think the number that you gave me, um, again, if you're, if you're happy to share it, um, about 20% of your members at the moment are not customers. So, so it is a significant percentage. Yeah, it has been good. And um, what's really been heartening for us is to see how many of those those members oh, who aren't customers are, are becoming customers. Um, and we have some oh amazing stories and people who've, really? who've engaged with our financial education um, and all the tools that we've we've offered them. Um, and yeah. at the end of the process, we'll say, wow, this has really opened my eyes. I, I now know what yeah. financial needs I have. And interestingly, <laughs> when they sit down with our financial advisors, they, they're probably some of the best customers uh, because they're well-informed, yes, well, they know what they want, and they're, they're actually quite easy yeah. for our advisors to sell to. So. Wow. And did the financial education exist before the loyalty program, Brett, or is it is it purely part of the loyalty program? No, it existed before. Our mutual's done lots of um, things with financial education over the years, some of it classroom-based. Um, in this wow. case, we, we leveraged a digital financial education capability. Okay. Um, and what, but what we found with the loyalty program space, it was quite difficult to get um, customers to engage with financial education, simply <laughs> to engage yeah. with finances generally. It's not a an easy thing to attract people to. You're but, right. But adding yeah. a few rewards yeah. and telling people um, you can earn a, a few um, yeah. rewards points for engaging this has had been a dramatic shift in the level of um, people who are engaging with the financial okay. education we're offering. So. Wow. You're right. It's something I always kind of put off or I, you know, almost resent doing because, you know, it's just, I, I think I expect to be confused. Um, so, <laughs> so well done on putting that extra incentive in place because I probably need someone like that to educate me. Um, is it mainly video-based then, Brett, in terms of the loyalty, certainly, the, I think you call it Moneyversity. Am I right? Yeah, so Moneyversity was the platform that's um uh, cool. It had been built with a little an animation studio here in, in Cape Town that oh. does a lot of um, nice. education-based animation development. Um, and they, they did a really okay. good job of it. But we, we, yeah. to me, um, that's part of the, the full education. I, I, there's so many aspects of learning about your finances. Part of it is is consuming some content, watching videos, and reading articles. But we also put a a bit of emphasis on practical application, um, giving okay. giving our customers and members tools that they can use to get insights. Um, nice. One, okay. of, one of our exciting um, sort of startup um, ventures has been a, a little budgeting app that we built in South Africa. Where okay. we, it's one of those apps that links into your bank accounts and pulls all your transactions and auto okay. automatically populates a budget for you. Um, so that's an app okay. that Mutual nice. owns called 227. Yes. And we've um, added rewards onto budgeting activities in, in 227. And so we're giving, nice. giving our members very practical tools where they can actually do, take do things almost. and take yeah. action, yeah. Uh, yeah. And get insight and learning from that as well. Okay. And twenty two seven. Now, forgive me, but is twenty four seven not what uh, what I would expect? <laughs> What's missing? It is, it is twenty four seven. Or am I just being was, was, um, was twenty two divided by seven, which is a, a short way of writing that three that um, mathematical symbol pi. Um, Oh, 3.14. Okay, much cleverer than me. Okay, okay. So, so you can tell I'm not the mathematical type. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you've explained that to me. Um, that's brilliant. And I suppose just in general then, Brett, um, as I said, I love the fact that it is around education, shared value for um, members, uh, not just customers. And I would love then just to get um, for listeners a sense of, you know, exactly the, the business areas that's covered with the rewards program, because I was looking on the website and there's actually a huge variety of things. So you've mentioned the tools, we've mentioned Moneyversity, but there's also, I suppose, product areas and that kind of side of the, the, the loyalty program as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, uh, that's the core of all mutual's business is the, is the products we take to market. Sure. Um, yeah. All mutual's historically been a, a, an insurance and investment company, but um, these days is more of a broad financial services company getting into the banking space. We do short-term okay, insurance. Nice. Um, pretty much okay. every financial need a customer could have, um, all mutual is, is able to, to provide for. And, and mm-hmm. I think that that's been one of our big success factors is for such a broad organization dealing with so many different products, uh, so many different customers. Our, our mutual also does business from the lowest income customer yeah. in South Africa to the highest income customer. Um, yeah. it was important for our success that we did, we created a program that reached across the group. Um, it would okay. be quite easy yeah. to have built a program that applied to one product set or one customer segment. Um, yeah. But but to be able to to integrate everything into one program was was really critical mm. for us. And yeah, that will enable us to build scale. It will enable us to to mm. to leverage the program more effectively across the group. And it's it mm. probably drive enables us to drive kind of what I see as our primary definition of loyalty is encouraging customers to come back and purchase from us again not just the same okay. product they might have bought before but a product that in a yeah. new diff- new category a new financial new need. products yeah. and to do more yeah. business with us as, as a result yeah, yeah. or cross sell yeah 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 lovely and i know you have five tiers isn't it in the rewards program brett yeah so while we have um the primary driver of value is is points that you can spend so the points currency um, we, sure. we do have a tiering system, um, five tiers that are based on the, the number of financial needs yeah. that you have with all mutual. And as you okay. have, um, as you meet more financial needs, you, you mm. earn more points. Um, okay. So yeah. uh, we give customers a percentage of every premium they pay back in points. And, mm. um, the top customers get, get quite significant percentages of every premium back there. Yeah. Wonderful. And I saw you also talking about um, new channels coming to market. Um, a new app I know is coming, um, WhatsApp, one of my favorite uh, tools, and also another favorite of mine, uh, USSD, which I know lots of listeners may not be familiar with. So so I wanted to just get a sense from you um, how important you think USSD is. And maybe even if you don't mind explaining it, Brett, because I think it's something um, very dominant um, in Africa, but not really in other parts of the world. Sure. Um, yeah, our program is very digital, so all these digital interaction channels are are really critical for us. Um, USSD is is something new that for us to build, but it's been been around in Africa for many 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 years. Um, yeah. It's very popular in banking and and loyalty programs um, generally, but also yeah. also the the mobile networks use it very actively. Um, yeah. Basically, what it is, it's it's a it's sort of a short text message service where you you um, yeah. you effectively dial a string of numbers, and then it presents mm-hmm. you with a, a a text 
text interface where you menu. can choose options. Um, yeah. Menu okay. item one, yeah. menu item two. Um, yeah. And it, I think it's used because it's um, the billing works slightly differently. It's it's based on the voice minutes of your cell phone contract rather than using data. And uh, it's okay. it's very effective at database type interactions in um, yeah. areas where there's maybe poor connectivity okay. and and a traditional website might struggle to load. So USSD yeah. has um, been very effective across Africa where, where data connectivity might might be a challenge. Um, so, yeah. so customers in Africa are quite um, well-versed in using USSD for mm-hmm. just going onto mm-hmm. their mobile network, buying airtime, and in many markets yeah. doing, doing banking, um, being able to yeah. see their banking balance to be able to make payments um, to all those type of transactions. And mm. and increasingly, loyalty programs are leveraging that capability. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to allow yeah. our customers to do is to be able to to mm. file a USSD, see their status on the program, the tier they're on, the points balance they have, yeah. and, and to be able to redeem those points. Um, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. And I know, again, just from talking to, to various people in, in various countries and not even in South Africa, actually, um, in, in perhaps less developed countries, I think for, from a brand's perspective, you know, some of them were concerned that it would be seen as, you know, maybe a step backwards because it's it's quite a dated technology. Um, but certainly my view is, um, you know, it very much does cater to, you know, people maybe who don't even have a smartphone. So they have a an older, you know, a dumb phone as we used to call it in the telcos industry. So it does make a loyalty program extremely accessible. And as you said, customers in all of Africa really know that um, function. And it's very intuitive. Like once you've got the menu numbers, people know how to use it. So I really do think it's a good option for loyalty programs. I think it's fantastic that you're including it. Yeah, exactly. And um, and yeah, we're building WhatsApp in parallel, which is going to have very similar functionality in a... Yeah. Probably more modern interface, but uh, it's going to work very, in yeah. a very similar way. It's, it's going to do the same thing. Chat, present <laughs> menus, and and allow yeah. allow customers to to redeem their points via WhatsApp. I think it's going to be very exciting to do. Wonderful! It sure will. It sure will. What's your time frame on that part of it, Brett? So some of it's already live. We can our customers can already oh. see their their points balance on cool. all these channels. Um, yeah. Okay. And in Amazing. the next few weeks, the redemption part of it will be live as well. So. Wow, wow. I've been uh, I've been talking a lot about WhatsApp recently and there's not many people even uh, at that stage that you're at Brett in terms of having that um the points balances available. So um so well done on getting that part live. Was was it complex can I ask? Um it was it took a while to get the the baseline technologies in place but um to actually do the, okay. the development has been been quite swift so um Okay. Uh, okay. We'll have to see how Ongoing we, progress, we enhance huh? it into the future. Yeah, if it's easy to keep using, then maybe we'll we'll find other uses for it. I'm sure you will. Absolutely. I will be paying close attention. Um, my final question for you then is, um, I saw that you had mentioned somewhere about this, the next phase of your partnerships. I know you have lots of partnerships already um, for the O Mutual Rewards Program. And I saw you talking about points for um, becoming physically fit or maintaining your fitness, which again, I know it's not the first time it's been done in South Africa, but I, I love to see that you are building that, I suppose, behavior incentive into your own business and into your own program. Yeah, so while we focused on the financial well-being, many of our competitors yeah. have a, a strong um, element of, of 
health and fitness in, in their yeah. program. So yeah. as an insurance yeah. company, it's something very important for us to do. And yeah. we we are going to be developing that out over the next few years. Um, for okay. now, for now, we're giving some of our customers um, some additional value if they're participating in fitness events and endurance activities. Um, and it's, okay. it's something we're going to continue to expand on into the into the coming yeah. coming years. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think again, as we please God emerge from this pandemic sometime soon, um, you know, physical health will only become more important. But I also think things like mental health as well. So I'm sure that's on your, your roadmap as well, because, again, it's happening in other kind of loyalty programs. And I know you're you're looking globally. Um, but I think it's important for all of us to kind of see what we can do to support our members and our customers in ways that, you know, particularly aren't directly relevant to, to your business, as you've said. Um, but at the same time it does you know just respect them i suppose as human beings and uh, and supports them overall yeah absolutely and that, that come back comes back to that um shared value at the end of the day if we can create value yeah. for our customers not just by giving them points um but also yeah. to be to create solutions that that um, encourages good behavior and behavior change um customers are very yeah. interested in engaging with with those type of propositions for sure. Absolutely. Well, listen, that's all the questions, Brett, I have from my side. Um, it's clear you're doing amazing work with um, a million members two and a half years in and, um, and and really feels like you're building something now that's working for you. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we wrap up? I think, yeah, it's been a really exciting journey and great to be um, part of an interview like this. I think there's so much that we can we can learn from each other. It's it's actually been really interesting talking to you and uh, and listening to some of your other podcasts around how we're all in very much a, a similar oh, situation, managing totally. these programs and, and learning from each other. Um, um, yeah. I, I, I look forward to listening to more more kind of interviews and, uh, and seeing what ideas I can borrow from some of your, your other um, podcasts in the future. Well, you know what, Brett, you know, there, there's a phrase I've heard in another industry called steal with pride or copy with pride. And that's absolutely what this show is totally here to do, because none of us have all the answers. And at the end of the day, somebody's bound to have found solutions that we all need. So um, so I definitely hope it's it's useful. Um, so in closing, I'll first of all, thank our friends in Comark uh, for introducing us. Uh, I know you've been doing great work with them over the past number of years. And from my side, I just want to thank you for your time, for your thoughts and for your amazing Amazing work. So, Brett Cameron, Head of Rewards at Old Mutual, thank you so much from Let's Talk Loyalty. Thanks, Paula. Great chatting to you today. This show is sponsored by The Wise Marketeer, the world's most popular source of loyalty marketing news, insights, and research. The Wise Marketeer also offers loyalty marketing training through its Loyalty Academy, which has already certified over 170 executives in 20 countries as certified loyalty marketing professionals. For more information, check out thewisemarketeer.com and loyaltyacademy.org. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. 
Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews. And thanks again for supporting the show.